A $70,000 assignment on your first deal, cold calling. I would say the first three to four weeks I was on cloud nine, (laughs) but now I'm kind of getting to that point as well, where it's like, well, what are the next steps? Excited to talk with you. You're in the Chicago market, correct? Yes, I am. And thank you so much. It's a huge honor to be here. (laughs) Yeah, great. And we've got a handful of people on, I don't know how many, 39 or 40. But uh, would love to hear about your success. You did a deal that was a pretty big deal as far as assignment goes. And you're brand new, got started this year, right, in in wholesale real estate. So tell us a little bit about your start and your journey so far. Okay, sure. And yes, thanks again for having me. This is this is really great. But um, yeah, so I guess I kind of started getting interested in real estate back in 2021, Um have a job where I'm on the road going to people's homes. So I would just listen to, to YouTube all day long. And I was listening to a lot of bigger pockets starting out. And then, so basically my, my first kind of venture into real estate is I, I did purchase a two flat here in Chicago when I was doing the, the house hack. Um, that was the end of 2021. Um, still listening to bigger pockets a lot and, you know, really wanted to get into more investing. But I realized, you know, pretty quickly that I didn't have enough money to buy another rental property, you know, because that would be the that would be the 20, 25% down on the next one where I'd only put three and a half percent down on the first one. So kind of came up against a roadblock. And so I just, you know, continued listening to a lot of YouTubers and, and basically came across your channel, um, flipping mastery. And then I kind of just got really sucked in. <laughs> so I pretty much knew right away, like, I don't know, maybe it was the way you were presenting or teaching or the ideas that, that you were putting out. It, it just really clicked. Um, so that was, I guess that would have been, you know, early 2022 mm. um, or probably the middle of 2022, but basically listened to you probably for six, four, four to six months before I really took any action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around Thanksgiving of last year, I started basically reaching out to agents, you know, trying to do, to do the, the on-market method. Um and and wasn't having much success. Um, I really wasn't putting it, the effort into it that I should have been. But that was that was kind of how I first got started um, with with the wholesaling idea, um, and, and kind of started dabbling dabbling there. Gotcha. Yeah. As soon as you said bigger pockets, I I thought, oh, that means he's going to be trying to buy and hold because that's <laughs> yep. their big thing is like you know how to own own assets and keep them as rentals and all of that. So uh, okay. So then when you started. When wholesaling resonated with you, um, you know, one of the fastest entries into wholesaling is with agents because it's a zero marketing strategy, zero marketing cost strategy. So is that how you got your first deal was through agent? No, it wasn't actually. Um, I, I I was doing that, but I felt like I wasn't. I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't probably putting in enough. I definitely wasn't putting in enough offers. So I decided to just buy a list um, and, and do some start with cold calling. Um, I I felt like I could just kind of do more volume at one time. So that would have been early 2023. So yeah. So beginning of this year in January, I bought like a four or 500 property list and I was just calling them one by one on Google voice. (laughs) Um, so that was kind of a tough period for me because I, you know, I was, I was talking to, uh, talking to property owners, but you know, I didn't, I wasn't very confident. I wasn't really getting much, much traction there. I went on a couple appointments. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was where I almost gave up. I would say, um, I, 
I kind of hung it up for a couple months. And I was like, well, maybe I need more training or maybe, maybe, um, yeah, I, I didn't really know what I was doing wrong, but, <laughs> um, well, you got frustrated. I, I definitely did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I wasn't seeing any results. Yeah. Um, but I was still listening to, to your, to your, uh, videos every single day. A lot of your, your, um, interviews like you're doing with me now is what kept me going. I would hear the stories of someone just kind of pushing through and kept going, kept going and finally got something. And that's what, that's really what kept me going. So right. tell me why that was helpful hearing. Cause you know, I put out a lot of content, which is like, you know, the five steps to this and that, but hearing me interview somebody do like their first deal, what was so inspiring about that? The, the number one thing for me was hearing people who had been working on it for a really long time and, and not, you know, giving up on it and finally getting their first deal. That, that was what kept inspiring me because kind of, you know, it was the voice in my back of my head saying, you know, I'm not really sure if this is possible. Like, you know, these other guys can do it, but I don't really think I can do it. But then, you know, you just hear kind of everyday people just like me, they, they would keep pushing through, keep pushing through. And I knew, I knew like the other side of my, the, the other side of my head was saying, you know, if you get enough reps, if you get enough dials, you'll get something. But it was it was really just hearing the folks who who kept pushing through and finally got one. That's that's the number one thing that got me got me going. Yeah, I think it's one thing when you're like, oh, sure, Jerry, you can do it. You've been doing it forever, you know. But then when you see just someone starting out and you can relate to that person, you understand their pain and then see them do it. It, it helps create some more confidence. That's Absolutely. really great. So then from, so that inspired you to keep going and then mm -hmm. how much further until you found the, the first deal? Yeah. So that was my first list. That was about 500 properties, I believe. Um, then in, I, it was about June, I decided to buy a bigger list. So I bought about a 5,000 property list. Okay. Um, was absentee owner. And at that time I was like, okay, I need to really get a little more serious. So then I also bought a dialer. Um, so then I was using the, just a dialer, um, but you know I wasn't I wasn't going out every single day. I was probably doing three days a week for two to three hours in the evenings. Um, so you know, working through the list, working through the list, still feeling a little discouraged because you know lots and lots of no's, some some getting cussed out and all of that. Um, but finally, I got to what was it? The beginning of August, July twenty fifth. Then. Um, well, I had, I had contacted a, a property owner probably at the beginning of July and been following up with her. And then finally, on July 25th, we, we came to an agreement and I got my first contract. So it was a, it was a great feeling. Go. How many follow-ups did you have to do with that lead? Let's see. I probably followed up with her two or three times before she would let me come out and look at the property. And then probably two or three, maybe four times after. Um, yeah. And one of the things that uh, I think that finally got over the edge was, is, you know, like I, I was kind of, I was kind of nervous and almost like asking her to give me the property, like, hey, you know, if this works for you, you know, I'd love to do this. And finally, I just kind of had the confidence to say, Hey, you know, this is where I'm at and I want to move forward. I'm ready to do it now. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it kind of just pushed me forward to, to kind of to take the action and say, Hey, let's do this now. Um, yeah, that, so that, that sounds about right. I think statistics show that with like cold calling and texting and some outbound methods, it takes about five to 12 follow-ups and typically around five, six month, you know, cycle. Um, 
from from lead to close. So how long was it, do you think, from when you your initial contact with her to closing? How long was that period? Probably about a month, maybe. Oh, so you did a lot of follow-up in a month. Yeah, I was probably calling her every week. Okay. Yeah. A month. Three or four times, then you met her, then three or four more follow-ups, but that all transpired in about a month. Yeah, maybe six weeks, four to six weeks. But then how and then how long after that to close? To close took six weeks as well, because we ran into some, a few okay. issues with the title. But yeah, yeah so about six probably, weeks. You're probably three months from from lead to closing, probably three or four months, would you say? Yeah, right around there. Okay. Yeah, which is good. I mean, that's if you can if you can cycle through cold calling in three months, that's amazing. Uh, I'm really inspired to hear this though, because there's there's a lot of talk about um, you know cold calling and texting being really struggling, and they are struggling. There's no doubt about it. There's regulation, and there's a lot of uh, the carriers are getting wiser on on you know cold calling and texting. So, okay, so you got this contract, and then um, and how'd you come with your price? You just did your analysis, and that felt like the right number, or what? How, what gave you confidence in your contract number? Yeah, and I think that was maybe one of the the problems that I was struggling with with a lot of my other leads is I was really, really trying to dive deep into the the ARV and comping, and I think I was being too conservative. But you know, I used I used Zillow and I used uh, Redfin and I used um, another property software and kind of came up with an average. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did pull a lot of comps just off of Zillow and came up with an average. Um, I actually have it right here. My average, my my ARV was like two two forty five, okay, um, which ended up being really way too low. Actually, I come to find out later. I'm sorry, two eighty five was my my ARV that I came up okay. with. Um, and you got the contract on, at what price? I got the contract at a hundred. At a hundred, okay. Yeah. So you get this at a hundred, and then what did you do to find your buyer? So that's where the story gets pretty cool, I think, is actually I used, just as you were having the conversation earlier, I used your method directly to find my buyer of pulling agents off of Zillow. All right. Well, that line, yeah. what did you tie, what did you plan this with Nathan? Nathan's doing a, a fist bumps up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you started calling agents that represented flippers in the area. Yeah, exactly. I, I probably contacted, so... Within the first couple of days, I contacted at least five agents. Um, I set up a showing with with three of them. Three of them came out. Two of them brought buyers, and one was just an um, agent by himself. Um, the one agent who came out by himself was interested in it, and he wanted to purchase it. Um, I thought that if I could get one fifty, I'd be doing really, really well. So he kind of talked me down, and he said uh, he could do like one forty two or one forty two five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, sure. You know, cause I just, I was pretty nervous and I just wanted to get it done. Yeah. But he, he sent over his offer and it was the full, you know, state contract, you know, real realtor contract. And, um, I was working with a title company at that point and, and the owner of the title company was helping walk me through a few of the steps. And he said, definitely don't use that contract because it had all the typical contingencies in it as far as, you know, inspection, financing and all of that. So, um, I was kind of, kind of trying to use my contract with them and he kept pushing back. He didn't want to sign it. So then what I did is I called a couple more agents that had flips. Um, I set up another showing and one of the agents brought out 
two buyers with her. Mm. And what, what happened was, is they actually ended up kind of bidding each other up a bit. So, <laughs> um, so the, 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 the guy that I actually went with, we ended up at 170. So I got this, the second contract at 170. 170. Yeah. 170. So $70,000 assignment. Yes. Wow. wow. And Jerry, what's really cool is, is so the guy that I, I did, I uh, did the contract with his name is Brett. So shout out to Brett. He's a follower of you as well. And his agent brought him to the property by his outreach to her. So he was doing agent outreach. Okay. So he had built that relationship with her. So when I contacted her, because I saw she had a flipped property that she had represented, she brought him and then we ended up doing the deal together and he was a wholesaler. So he, he assigned it to his end buyer. What do you, do you know for what? Uh, one seventy five, I believe. Okay, so he made so he made seventy. He made a quick five. Yeah. Um, man, I double is, closed it. <clears throat> oh, you did double close it. Double closed it. Yeah. yeah. And tell everybody why you decided to do that. Well, I didn't. I didn't really know this until I was working with the um, the title company as well. But he he told me he said you know anything over thirty to forty thousand. He said you should definitely double close just at the risk of possibly someone walking away. Yeah. Um, if the buyer or the seller sees the numbers, they might, you know, they might be frustrated and end up just, just walking away. Yeah. That's probably a fair statement. Um, okay. So, but Bryce, a $70,000 assignment on a cold call lead. Yep. An, abs- an absentee owner, right? What did you say? It was absentee owner. Absentee owner. So it was a little bit interesting as well. So it was a, it was a two unit with a third non-conforming unit in the basement. So three total units, uh, two of them were empty, but, but one was occupied. Um, so I think that the the owner had had a little bit of trouble with the tenant. She kind of just wanted to get rid of it. It was in pretty rough shape. Um, probably needed about uh, probably a hundred, a hundred thousand to really make it high end or to get top value. Um, I ended up paying the tenant to, to vacate. So I spent some money with her. And then I also paid for her moving costs as well. So that was some costs that came out of my pocket. You had a few, you had a few, but I mean, but still you're, I mean, that's probably wasn't much. A $70,000 assignment on your first deal, cold calling. And not only did was it cold calling, but you did the cold calling. It wasn't even like you had yeah. to do it. You did the cold calling. Wow. Yeah. So tell me what, what went through your mind when you did a $70,000 first deal? What, what was that like? Well, it was pretty incredible. I mean, it was definitely disbelief and um, I felt really, really good. Um, actually, I, I was going to ask you some questions about that as well, if you had time, but uh, I kind of went through a, a similar feeling with an uh, interview you had about two months ago. I believe his name was Dan Nguyen. So, you know, I'm kind of in that that phase now, but yeah, the first, I would say the first three to four weeks I was on cloud nine, <laughs> but now I'm kind of getting to that point as well, where it's like, well, what are the next steps? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit doubtful if I can do it again. Um, gotcha. but yes, I definitely was, I mean, it's life changing. I, I feel, you know, just to know that I was actually telling my girlfriend this, it's just really cool to know that you have the ability to go out and make money almost out of nothing, you know? So if someone takes everything from you, your job, you at least have the skill to fall back on. I think that feeling is, is what makes me feel the best. Oh yeah. I mean, when you learn how to transact, do a wholesale transaction, I mean, for the rest of your life, you can dig your way out of any problem. You can create income, you know, like it's, 
it's literally that life-changing. I hear a lot, you know, this statement like, you know, it's it's just one deal or it all it takes is one deal or one one deal is life-changing. Um, I don't know that that's honestly true because now what's going to, what you have to prove to yourself is that you can repeat the process, right? So how do you create some consistency? Bye, sweetheart. Love you. How do you create some consistency? How do you do it again and again on a monthly basis? That's that's really when you've figured out some consistency and you've got some sort of a business model in place. Um, now, you'll constantly evolve with that and hopefully improve that. But until it's consistent, then you're you're kind of you're you, it's like you started over again in a way. Exactly. Um, and that's transacting in general. Every time you transact in real estate, you're out of business because you don't make any money until you do another deal. So how do we take this idea of transacting, even at a high level like you did, but how do we take that idea, that model, and create some some processes, some systems so that we can rely on it on a consistent basis monthly? Um, and so it's very developmental to go through the roller coaster, which you're experiencing, like that's normal. So first of all, don't, don't feel bad about that. Like that's part of the process for you. Your journey is gonna be up and down, some months a deal, some months not a deal. But really, the focus should be how do I build a business that does wholesaling, not how do I wholesale or how do I how do I create a business model that does deals, not how do I do a deal. And when you start to really focus on the business of real estate, not doing a deal, um, you'll really start to look at all the things you're doing much differently because now it's about a process, you know, and it's about how, how do I implement different channels to get certain results that I can consistently do on a on a monthly basis. I, I look at it like this. If if you build a wholesale business the right way, it should generate uh, and I, and this is I think just regular like normal, you should be kicking out 100 grand a month in revenue from a wholesale business. Just a dialed in small team, you know, not crazy or anything, 100 grand a month wholesale operation. And wow. and that's I mean, do you know you would have to own hundreds of rentals to get the same cash flow as a as a normal wholesale operation. Mm-hmm. You'll never do it. And at least you won't do it in the same speed and time that you can do a wholesale business. You'll never get there with with residential real estate like single family residential. You know, I you're on track. So congratulations. Guys, leave a comment Thanks. and say Bryce, you're a flipping genius. So cool <laughs> to do everyone. a 70k. My first wholesale deal was 6k. So like a 70k is just Man, that's just nuts. It's awesome. So 